Hello, and welcome to episode three of The Long Haul from U-Ship, the podcast about all things U-Ship. I am here with my co-host, Lisa. Lisa, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fantastic. What's on store for this episode? Well, uh, Joe, we've got our account management team lead coming in to talk to us about some in-home delivery information. I think you've got some information there as well. I do. And then we've also got some trends in transport and some fun stuff to talk about. But right now, what I'd like to talk about is something really fun and close to my heart since we are here in Texas, Mm -hmm. and that's the Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, boy. What's up with the Cadillac Ranch? Tell me all about it. Well, uh, I'm really excited about this because this is actually something on Route 66 that I was able to visit as a kid. I used to live in Amarillo, Texas. So one day we went out there. It was really cold. It was a lot of fun. Um, But I do want to talk about it a little bit more. It was invented and built by a group of artists from San Francisco in 1974, and they called themselves the Ant Farm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. there was a silent partner involved. It was an Amarillo billionaire, Stanley Marsh. Unfortunately, I never knew him when I lived in Amarillo. Yeah, that's too bad. That it really is. Like I could have I feel like I could have been written into a will of some sort or Yeah, like not had to work here or yeah. anywhere for that matter. Yeah. I could have just been that's sitting the dream. pretty. That's yeah. the dream. Yeah, just living out in a field with a bunch of Cadillacs. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> uh, he wanted a public art exhibit to baffle locals, and the ant farm came up with the evolution of the Cadillac tail fin. So it's all these, it's 10 Cadillacs that are, uh, they were driven out to Stanley Marsh's three fields, mm-hmm. and they're half buried with their tail up facing west in a line so it's a very straight line facing west but the tail fin is all different so it's the different iterations of the tail fin of the cadillac okay um so people are going to find it in several generations after you know maybe a meteor hits or something and yeah think that it's some weird version of stonehenge yes Yeah. yeah i think you could compare it to stonehenge for sure um so people would stop along the highway and they deface the Cadillacs or rip off pieces of souvenirs. And at first, the you know the artists were kind of like, I think the artists were for it, and maybe mm-hmm. Stanley Marsh was like, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but eventually, it became encouraged. So now people go out there and spray paint anything they want, rip things off. If you go out there and spray paint something, bring a camera because two seconds later it's going to get spray painted over. Oh wow. Um, so they stripped down, it's stripped down to frames and they're all covered in paint, barely recognizable as cars, really. Um, tourists and truck drivers are always welcome. It is free. Bring some spray paint and make sure you have a good time out there. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It's a really weird experience, especially if it's because Amarillo is just nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. And so when you go out there, you just have the wind blowing in your face. And depending on what time of year, you're freezing. Mm -hmm. But people still go out there in the middle of winter and spray paint all of this crazy craziness on these Cadillacs. If you're you're in the middle of the desert, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, go check that out if you haven't. Um, It's it's definitely worth the stop, I think. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you have some trends in truck buying that could affect our carriers. Is that correct? That is correct. So this is some news that might affect 
quite a bit of our carrier base. I know we have a lot of carriers that haul using a pickup truck and some sort of uh, trailer setup, either enclosed or open uh, for boat hauling or motorcycle or furniture shipments. Mm-hmm. And uh, this survey that was taken in 2019 by CarGurus, it was a, a truck sentiment survey, um, basically based around brand loyalty for truck buyers. And that's something that growing up, you were you were a Ford man or a Chevy man. Yeah. You didn't switch brands, but apparently that's just not the case anymore. Huh. Uh, according to the survey, 70, 70% of surveyed truck owners said they'd switch brands if their preferred truck brand increased its prices. That. I mean, that kind of makes sense, honestly. I mean, it's that's ideally how it should operate. You know, if you're loyal to a brand and they jack the price up on you $10,000, then you're going to switch brands. Yeah. But, you know, interestingly, Toyota was the one that came out on top of brand loyalty. 41% of Toyota pickup truck owners said they would not be willing to ever consider another brand. That's super interesting. Yeah. I would think, like, if you had asked me that question, I would say definitely Ford. Yeah. Like something like that. But no, it's Toyota. And uh, I mean, their trucks are pretty sweet, so I get it. But I just, I, you know, my dad was a Chevy guy and it, you could not convince him to buy anything else. And I mean, like his grandfather was a Ford guy, same situation. Like he'd never buy anything but a Ford. He had him all his life. So it's just something that's changed in this generation. People are a lot more fluid with what they're willing to pay for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, when they were surveyed, they think that the trucks are overpriced, according to 68% of the people. Um, they think the trucks have been upgraded to be more high tech, but they're also not made as well as they used to be. And uh, what was interesting here, too, is that 17% of pickup truck owners said they would probably never buy another pickup truck again. Whoa. Yeah. So those are probably people that don't rely on it for their livelihood. No. But it's still interesting to see people owning pickup trucks and then deciding not to buy them. Yeah. But I feel like once you're a truck person, you're a truck person. For sure. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I guess the only other thing is that, you know, if they did switch, they'd probably switch to an SUV or or something like that. Like 37% of them that said that they would switch to not a pickup truck said they would switch over to an SUV or something like that, which I guess can be more practical if you're trying to use it for other stuff. But like I said, I think a lot of people rely on, you know, the haul and power of a pickup, especially if it's for their livelihood. So kind of interesting stuff there. And so I also just say, don't feel bad if you don't like your truck and they jack the price up on you and you decide to go to somebody else. Yeah. You do you, man. You're not alone. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was all I wanted to talk about that. Coming up next, we also have some more trends, uh, trends in transport with uh, Dean Jutilla, our uh, VP of marketing here. Cool. So Dean, what are you seeing coming up for the next uh, season here? We've got spring coming up. Spring is actually officially sprung. It's after the spring solstice. So what do you see coming up as far as on you ship? Yeah, every year we definitely see an increase in shipments hitting about this time. It'll go through the summer. So what that means for carriers is going to be a lot more business coming their way. You know, the if you look at uh, what people are are needing, the chances are they're gonna they're gonna need U ship to get things moved. So like, mm-hmm. right now you have people who are uh, kids coming home from college in the next few months. I mean, you have people who are also having to uh, change jobs over the summer. Mm-hmm. Or you have college graduates who are going to be moving to a new job and they need help getting those things moved. And moving is stressful, so obviously household moves are going to be increasing and we see that every summer. Mm-hmm. You also see people who are 
um, selling furniture online. And while that is pretty steady throughout the year, we are seeing a huge increase with our partnerships through in-home delivery. Mm -hmm. So whether that's armoires that need blanket wrapping or it's sectional sofas, um, high-end low boys are right in there and, and we need carriers to help get them there safely. Mm -hmm. That's really important to them. Um, vehicles obviously are another big thing in part because of job relocations and in part because of people just um, buying because it's always fun to buy a new car that may be new to you. Sure, sure. Um, that could be cars or trucks. And so, you know, whoever's shipping those cars and trucks out there, you're going to start seeing more and more of those on the site. Boats. That's another one that's starting to see. I mean, driving a boat is one thing on the lake, but shipping it is another. Mm -hmm. um, we recommend that they go with one of our pro carriers to get that done. Yeah. Um, that's no one wants to be a novice behind the having that drag behind them. Right. Yeah. That's tricky business. Tricky, tricky business. And then, um, you know, what's other thing that's coming up? It's kind of interesting. We've seen in years past are the motorcycle rallies and people actually shipping their motorcycles to the rally and from the rally. I've noticed that too. Yeah. And it's what's what I've heard from uh, people is they if they rode to that rally and then rode around the rally and then rode back home from the rally, their body is a wreck at that point. Yeah. And so what they are doing is taking advantage of transporters on U-Ship. And so there are more and more of those coming on the site. And there's just generally, you know, partners like Rumble On who are having a lot of uh, motorcycles on the on the uh, on the site yeah to help them get get shipped and that's why we need our carriers to get that done yeah you can get it shipped here to our home base in austin texas for route rally later this there you spring go. route rally yeah. you have in august yeah um, up in north dakota you have all things going on up there yeah awesome what's your favorite rally joe i'm gonna have to say route rally because i you know it's my hometown so well, not sturgis i've never been to sturgis I'm, i've heard it's fun uh, but you know, I'm from Austin, so I got to root for Austin. So Sturgis, you lose. <laughs> okay. Uh, so those are, these are the trends people should be looking for. Cool. And so that's, there's gonna be a lot happening on that front and just, you know, keep your eyes out for these opportunities to, to grab loads, fill the truck, make money. Yeah. And have a profitable summer. Awesome. Well, Dean, thanks so much for taking time out to uh, speak with us and our transporters today. Thanks, Joel. I look forward to being back on the show. Oh, absolutely. You're definitely invited back. Thank you. All right. I am here with Kat. She is the team lead for our account management team here. And we are going to talk a little bit about our in-home delivery program, uh, our networks, and all the things related. Kat, how are you today? All the things. Hi, I'm doing great. Good. How about you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for taking time out to be with us. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was just sort of what your role is and the type of work you guys on the account management team are doing. Totally. Yeah. So we, um, we kind of have a different sort of marketplace over an in-home delivery. Um, so the idea behind these shipments are, um, you know, these clients are coming in, um, they're high-end furniture retailers, and um, they're just trying to get these items to their end customers. Um, and these items are usually household furniture. And so um, my team, we support these shipments from start to finish. Um, ideally, they would be pretty hands-off. Um, everything, you know, is set up for success within the listing so that the carrier knows what they're getting into beforehand um, and they know what's expected of them beforehand. But um, we are here, you know, in case anything comes up, in case um, the shipment doesn't go as planned or um, in case someone doesn't answer the phone and you're not able to schedule that pickup or delivery with their end customer, um, we're here to make sure everything goes smoothly. Cool. 
So what type of uh, work do you do to support these accounts? You know, is it, are you getting quote coverage for them? Are you calling carriers? What type of stuff do you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So um, one of the cool things about these shipments are they are um, guaranteed freight. So I know that one problem in the marketplace is um, a lot of shipments, you know, you'll, they'll post them and then you'll you'll plan for them and then they fall through. Um, so the good thing about these shipments is, you know, they're, they're guaranteed freight. Um, they're One of the good things is you can plan your route around a lot of them. So a lot of them have um, a home base at a warehouse. And so um, you can plan your hours and all of that around that um, and build your route that way. So... Um, with that, where I was going with that is we actually um, help some carriers build their route. So, um, you know, we'll we'll take those um, those starting points and we'll kind of help them build a route in lieu of um, fine shipments being able to do that. So sure. we hope in the future um, that will be more dynamic. But um, yeah, as of right now, we're helping carriers find that new business, unlock that new business. Um, it's just a really good opportunity for carriers to kind of elevate their um, their standards and work with some new new clients. Yeah, and I'm asking questions and playing dumb, but I work directly alongside you in carrier success, which is supporting our in-home delivery account managers on the carrier side of things. And so I guess I'll speak a little bit about what my day-to-day looks like. It's coaching up carriers to the standards that these clients have. So, you know, we call it in-home delivery and our standards are, you know, in-home room of choice delivery with debris removal. Um, but it's, it's essentially white glove delivery service and all the expectations that come therein. So it's coaching carriers that may not have a background in white glove delivery service um, and giving an, an opportunity to expand their business into white glove delivery. Um, and, and part of that comes with just being clear about what the expectations are. So things like uh, enclosed transport for shipments, not requesting help from customers, having the proper materials for a delivery like uh, blanket wrap, bubble wrap, packing packing tape, those types of things. And then just the understanding that these carriers are representing the, the, the client when they're making a delivery. The client sees them as an extension of their business. And you know where U-Ship is stepping in has traditionally been where companies have had their own delivery services where they train the drivers and the trucks have the company's name on the side. And you know, you ship is kind of stepping in and saying that we can do that and, and provide the same level of service and, and give that business to our carriers. And so it's making sure that those standards are, are matched um, and working alongside account managers to be sure that's all communicated well. And we've got some cool products coming in the pipeline now that are really going to help with that. The first one is networks. Um, Kat, I'll let you kind of describe how that's going to work. Yeah, so um, networks is a really cool new feature. Um, and the way as a carrier that you'll um, be able to identify that is um, there will be a little diamond purple icon on a listing. Um, it'll be identified as an exclusive load. And so um, with that, you know, carriers will automatically um, meet a certain level of qualifications and be entered into that network. Um, and I think it's just a really good opportunity for carriers to, you know, elevate and be able to unlock that business um, mm-hmm. in the future if you're not one of those carriers that automatically qualifies. Um, but yeah, the, you know, everything with it will be right there, w- right there in front of you. Um, you'll have a double confirmation. So you'll know exactly what's expected of you for all of these shipments. Um, mm. you'll, have to, you'll have to actually agree to those requirements. Um, so there'll be no question of what's expected. Um, and I think it's just a really, yeah, like I said, a great opportunity to unlock that business. Yeah, for sure. It's also a lot easier to book these shipments. I mean, one of the biggest value propositions for a carrier is that it's different from the marketplace at large. You don't have to quote against other carriers. You're not 
putting a quote in on a listing and waiting 36 or 48 hours to see if you actually booked the job or if the person who underquoted you by five bucks won it. You know, you go in, you see a price you like, and, um, you know, you, you just accept it. And um, the, uh, the client will book with you. Um, as far as, you know, the networks having standards, um, they do have some shipment requirements, but once you move in, you're automatically opted in to these networks and these clients can book with you. Um, and what we're finding is a lot of carriers that are independent owner operators have really made UShip clients cornerstones of their business. Um, and they're able to come to UShip for, you know, repeat business. These clients like working with these carriers because they've done a great job and, um, it's really helped boost them up. So we are excited to roll that out. Um, it's working on one account right now and we are, you know, in the next coming months, it's going to be for every, in-home delivery uh, client, they are going to have networks and um, it's a really exciting time here. So yeah, yeah. Kat, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, chat about this. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. All right. All right, folks, that is going to do it for episode three of The Long Haul. Thank you so much for listening. We love bringing this podcast to you. If you have a moment, hop on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. Give us a rating, a subscription. It really helps drive people to the podcast. Uh, We will be back next month with another episode for you. And in the meantime, take care out there. (music) 